I'm learning that you can be happy and sad at the same time. You can be like, I'm really grateful for where I am right now in life and my friends and really enjoying this season. And also I'm really sad because there's this loss in my life. Yeah. And and I think that applies to so many different people. There's so many kinds of loss, right? There's Absolutely. death, there's breakups, there's all these different kinds of loss. All of those are just magnified during the holiday season. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast from Real FM. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hey, welcome to episode 12 of Real Talk with Anson and Kara and Isaac. Hello. Hey. We're happy to be back with you for one final episode, guys, of wow. season one oh, man. of Real Talk. I still like kind of referring to podcasts as seasons. It is kind of fun. Because yeah. I don't know, it makes it seem more important than it is or bigger than it is. Because like, <laughs> normally I, I hear about seasons, you know, in reference to television shows right. or whatever. Yes, yes. At the end of this episode, I'm going to say, that's a wrap. Yes. On season oh, man. One. Woo. And we're going to cue the Friends music, right? Yes, because Yay. I've always wanted to do that. We should close with that. That we would be should. good. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. So the big idea for this week is the struggle is real winter edition. Mm. And we're talking about how sometimes during the winter, depression and hardship with family or with the holidays or whatever is a thing. Yeah, just yep. with life. It's kind of yuck. And we know that the holidays are also fun. And we talked about that last week. But we also want to be real about how they can be hard sometimes. Yeah, then it's not just one specific problem that we all deal with. We all have many ways that it can be difficult. So we might try to tackle that. So that's coming up a little bit later in the show. We're going to start, however, with what we're into this week. And uh, I'll start us off this time. What I'm into this week is failing to solve electrical problems Uh-oh. because I am not an electrician. Oh, doesn't but, sound good. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> um, what uh, kind of electrical problems? Yeah, so a couple days ago, we were sitting in the uh, living room and my wife was walking through our hallway and flipped on a light switch. And at the moment she did that, everything on the right side of our living room shut off. <laughs> oh, which fun. seemed not ideal. Yeah. So like the receiver in our room and then a couple of lamps and different Ooh. things, they all just turned off. And I was like, OK, wow. well, that's not great. So I went out to the breaker box and flipped the breaker in case, you know, that's what was going on. Came back in. Nope, still not working. So I'm like, <laughs> OK, that pretty much exhausted my <laughs> electrical knowledge right there. Yes. Uh, the weird thing is the living room is all on one breaker but only half of the living room stuff is not working that doesn't make any so like a couple of light switches and a few different outlets but everything on the other side of the room is still working fine yeah and so we went through and like reset a bunch of the uh, gfci outlets because apparently that can sometimes be a thing messed with the breaker box a few times still Mm -hmm. wasn't working the next day we kind of tried again and uh, everything came back on at one point but then as soon as we turned on one specific light switch again everything Everything turned back Your off. house has a kill switch. So <laughs> yeah, something something weird is going on. I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I'm kind of wondering if like Will is maybe in the I was, upside down. I was just going to ask. Are, my house. Are like, there any, something's going on there. You heard any strange noises? <laughs> any demogorgons has, nothing nearby? Nothing has come through the wall yet. Good. Which is good. Um, but we're keeping an eye out for it's that. a little so. scary. Invest in some Christmas lights. Yeah. yeah I think the uh, I think the electrician is getting called today. Yeah. And come and try to help us out. because probably a good plan. Yeah. I am not necessarily opposed to like DIY fix it yourself kind of yeah. things 
but I'm not the best person for that kind of stuff. (laughs) And I tend to draw the line when electricity is involved. That's, you know, that seems wise. The stakes are so high. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it, Isaac, because on a lot of this DIY stuff, I'm like, well, if I fail, what's the worst that can happen? I can always Uh, call someone in and, you know, they can come in and fix my mistake, right? (laughs) With electricity, I'm like, the worst that could happen is I could get electrocuted and die, which seems not ideal. And so I don't know that I want to risk that. Let that be plan B. Exactly. So what I am into this week, my birthday is coming up at the end of this week. And so I am really into having all of the birthday meals with friends and making this stretch as long as possible. So I had birthday brunch on Sunday with a friend, which was delightful and complete (laughs) with like live music, guys. This was not planned. Wow. We just went to this really nice restaurant. And then as we were eating breakfast, this delicious breakfast, somebody came and like sat down with a cello and started playing like my favorite song and I was like way to go friend bonus points for you for booking the cello which what was your, uh, she your favorite do. song on the cello uh yeah it's like just a classic Chopin song oh, okay. it's like the I don't, opus number yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm sorry uh I don't even I don't remember what it's called but it's a, a famous Chopin okay. cello song sorry I didn't mean that, to derail you no oh, it's yeah. fine it's cool so yes it was very magical experience and then this uh Friday I'm having lunch with a friend at a local Amish restaurant that is delicious and amazing. And That's it just so occurred cool. to me the other day, I'm like, I'm a grown up. I can decide what I want for my birthday, right? So my friends mm-hmm. are like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like, I want to have breakfast with you and lunch with you and make this stretch <laughs> nice. out like as long as possible. So yeah. anyway, I'm enjoying that. And hopefully my friends are too. And it's not just a selfish experiment because they get to eat good food too, right? I don't so. think that's a bad deal. <laughs> I think the coolest thing you can say is what I want for my birthday is quality time with you. That's, yes, That's exactly. like the nicest thing. I'm not surprised that's at all true. that you said that's it. True. The <laughs> nicest thing you can say. Yeah. If your friends say, you know, that sounds like that would kind of be terrible. <laughs> then they're probably not great friends to reevaluate. Good point. Yeah. yeah. What I'm into this week, uh, Spotify, as you know, I'm assuming that you have Spotify like every other human on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the uh, 2017 wrapped list. Basically, they take yes. all the data from your Spotify browsing and they compile it into this cool kind of like Christmassy graphic. It's so fun. I have learned a lot about myself and a lot about my friends in this process. I have listened to 43,478 minutes. Wow. Wow. 2,884 different artists. And I've been sort of like comparing all of the time that I've spent listening with the time that my friends have spent listening. Yes. We all have this running pool going right now. I am the leader by a pretty big margin on some of my friends. That's pretty impressive. Carrie, you're close. I am close. I'm at 41,124 minutes. Oh, nice. Man, I'm lagging behind at 35,000 minutes. (laughs) What am I doing over here? Catch up. Wasting your life, Hanson. (laughs) It's been really cool because it also, people have been sharing it and I'm finding Mm -hmm. all of my friends like favorite artists. I've been trying to go through like a couple of people who I think are really cool shared there and I'm like, I'm going to check out their favorite. That's such a good idea. I love it. I think that data can be really cool sometimes. And this is one of those things. One of the things that I was kind of confused by on those is the genres that Spotify lists. I had no idea there were so many genres of music. Oh, I know. I read the genres. and I'm like, I don't I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Like one of mine, it said I listened to post teen pop. Yeah. I was like, what what is a post teen pop? I don't I don't even know. Um, And then one of the other ones was post rock grunge post-rock grunge so a lot of post stuff is kind of i guess what i'm into you can sound very hipster if you like just memorize this list of a thousand genres and be like (laughs) 
that's more of a post-teen, yeah. you know, rock grunge anthem. Throw, throw yes. post and anthem in it, and then that's your. You genre. know, the one yes. thing I think this could be helpful with though is I do get people who ask me, so like, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? Yes, and I always like freeze up and go like, uh, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. know what kind of music do I listen. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So now I can just be like, mm, some post-teen pop, some post-rock grunge, <laughs> some post-anthemic. Screamo, pull out a list and just read off. Well, according to my 2017 wrapped list, (laughs) right? I really like indie acoustica. (laughs) That does sound fancy. It's my turn for confession session this week, and I'm hoping that I'm not going to offend anyone when I say this, (laughs) but it's very possible that I might. Well, it is confession session, so I hate Christmas parties. Ah. I hate parties in general. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wait, hang on. I'm not sure if it's just Christmas parties. (laughs) Um, But Christmas parties in particular, there are several things that I'm not uh, overly fond of when it comes to Christmas parties. Number one is going to parties where you don't know most of the people there. Yeah. Like that's just, I don't know. It's the worst. As an introverted person, it doesn't go well for Mm -mm. me. It's true. I don't really like being in places with a lot of other people that I don't know well. Mm -hmm. And Christmas parties seem to be good for that because like you go to somebody's Christmas party, maybe with all of their coworkers or something, right? And right. you don't know all of right. yes. these people. My wife worked at a place a few years ago that always had this big Christmas party and it was a larger company. So yeah. there were, you know, maybe a hundred people there yeah. or something. Oh, wow. And I knew literally no one other than my wife. Uh. And my wife is one of those people who, you know, first of all, she did know some people there because she works there, obviously. Yeah. Right. And she's more extroverted. So she's fine with yes. going off and talking to people. And so sometimes she would just leave me to go talk to other people. <laughs> Oh, and I would man. be standing there and I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do I know. with me. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know where to go. I don't, I don't know what I'm to do with just, me. I'm just going to get a plate of food <laughs> yes. and sit in the corner and like kind of really slowly eat the food. So yes. I have something to do. Like what else do you do? I don't know. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the things that bothers me about Christmas parties. One Agreed. other thing about Christmas parties that I don't love is uh, the gift exchanges. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I go to one Christmas party every year, which otherwise is actually pretty fun. I, I For a Christmas party, I, I enjoy it. There's yeah. good food, and I know most of the people there. Yeah. But we do one of those Dirty Santa Christmas gift exchanges. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so some of the gifts are good gifts, and some of the <laughs> gifts are bad gifts. Right now, I don't mind a gift exchange so much if all of the gifts are stupid and right. bad. Like yeah. that's kind of fun, right? Yeah. But when half of them are good and half of them are bad, yeah, that's then you just, just make sad. half of the people really disappointed <laughs> yeah, in what they get, right? Yep. And so this gift exchange in particular is very cutthroat. You can steal stuff from people, and it has oh, all these complicated yes. rules and nice. things. So like the last one I went to, I ended up with like some Sonic gift cards was what I opened. Oh. And I was like. That's awesome. Yeah. And then yeah. somebody stole them from me. And I was oh, like, okay, no. fine. So I ended up stealing somebody's like scratch off ticket. So I was like, <laughs> you know, at worst, I'm going to win nothing with this, but it's easy to just throw in the trash. And then I don't yes. have to worry about like right. having some stupid item that I've got to figure out what to do. With. <laughs> exactly. Someone stole those from me. Oh. All right. Then I opened, uh, it was like a soft blanket and uh, soft like a, blanket. yeah, like a little mug or something. And I was like, at the very least I can give this to my wife. Yeah. Right. She's going to like that. Right. Nope. Someone stole that from me as well (laughs) finally ended up with a chick-fil-a gift card and stolen as well you know what i ended up with i'm so excited suppositories no (laughs) that has to be like the worst the worst white elephant what 
I mean, Did, was the devil was like, at your Christmas party? <laughs> like, who brings it? It was like suppositories and Pepto Bismol and Tums. No. It was like a little package of indigestion that's, and like oh, whatever. That's just medicine. Sad. That's terrible. It no. was the worst. And I was like, see, I hate Christmas parties. <laughs> and this is why. This is exactly that why. That seems, yeah, that seems legit after an experience <laughs> like that. My turn for the weekly review this week, and I am reviewing Google Photos, you know, the lovely little handy app on your phone that um, is so helpful with backing up your photos and sending you little reminders of, hey, just so you know, you had some cool pictures last year this time. You should look at them. That's a good idea, right? So it was doing this this week several times, sending me these notifications, and I was ignoring them. And then finally, I was like, what is going on? Like, what was happening last year that was so important that you're sending me all these notifications? So I open up my little Google Assistant and pull up the last year today. And last year today, friends, I was in the Bahamas oh. with a friend on a cruise for my birthday, for my 30th birthday. Uh-huh. So there's lots of pictures of my friend and I at the beach. Oh, and it's, thanks a lot, Google. It's really cold today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Google. It's cold here today. And now I'm feeling a little bit sad and bitter. Uh. Although, on the other hand, I'm also like, Oh, yeah, that was fun. Like, yeah. we made a good memory, but also burr. So <laughs> I'm trying to decide, am I happy with this development or not? So I sent the pictures to my friend and said, so this just happened. And she's like, ah, I want to go back. <laughs> so we're both kind of living in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you haven't quite decided which side so, you yeah, land I'm, on. I'm yeah. trying to decide how to rate it. Maybe like three stars out of five, because it is very handy. Sure. And I really appreciate it, but also sometimes that's a little bit sad. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a cold December day and you're remembering being in the Bahamas, but also like, no, really, I do appreciate having these memories and these photos. So thank <laughs> you, I guess. Also, it makes really great little like boomerang type videos yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. It makes little animations. So there's mm. a really cool animation of Isaac with some pom poms from our fundraiser a couple months ago, <laughs> him twirling pom poms. And it makes me really happy. There you go. So maybe you're welcome. I'll, yeah. So maybe I'll bump it up to a four out of five. Okay. Just, you know, because yeah, it of does the do more stuff than like the memories thing, right? Like yes. it, it puts together yeah, like like animations, animations and, and GIFs and stuff. Collages. And, One of my favorite yeah. things that that app does is it automatically shares photos between certain people if you want so like my wife i have it set up to where it automatically this is kind of creepy maybe but it recognizes when my wife or my kids are in a photo that she takes so when she takes a photo that has my kids in it it's automatically shared with me and it shows up in my library that's cool which is pretty cool as well or again maybe creepy depending on like (laughs) now google knows who my kids are depending on who you ask and it's gonna i don't know what it's gonna do yeah that's awesome I have a real life boss level this week telling people no to events and parties around the month from December to January. Mm -hmm. Anson relates to this. I am someone... I'm someone who likes to say yes to things. Uh, uh, yeah, saying, you do. Saying yes has never been a problem for me. Yeah. I am enthusiastic about stuff. I really like to do things with and for people. <laughs> that being said, the other day I sent my first I'm sorry, I can't do this email. Oh. It took me an hour to write it. Oh, Isaac. <laughs> it consisted of four sentences. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have the bandwidth to do this right now. I will throw some other people your way that maybe do. And as soon as I sent it, a wave of relaxation and euphoria washed over me. (laughs) 
but getting but leading to that up point, to that point was I, a nightmare. Yeah. I totally relate to this. I had two separate drafts up. I had my, <laughs> yes, let's go to coffee and talk about this draft. That was on my one screen on my right. I had my other one and I looked at both options and I was like, it was a choose your own adventure moment where I was going, <laughs> okay, this is stress, too much coffee and panic attacks. This is feeling sad for a second, but telling someone no. And, and I was like, better. Jesus guide my wrist on this mouse right now. <laughs> Here we go. It's gone. And as soon as I sent it, I texted my wife and I was like, I just told this person no. Yay. And I feel good. And she goes, proud of you, babe. <laughs> She knows. It's so hard. She knows. But you did it, though. Yes. Congratulations. That was my um, big step. It is. Oh, man. No, I was smiling the whole way home. I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to disappoint someone (laughs) by taking on something I can't do. (laughs) Well Well done. done. But yeah, no, I know like, and you guys are the same way to a degree, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. Telling people no this time of the year is hard because sometimes it's not jobs. Sometimes it's like family get togethers oh yeah that are on the same day that you really have to go do something else yeah sucks guys yeah it's super hard So our big idea on the show today is talking about how sometimes life gets a little bit hard, Mm -hmm. especially during the winter months. Yes. And it's interesting how this seems to happen during this time of year. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of different things probably going on that could contribute to this. One, obviously, is uh, the holidays themselves just are a very busy time. Yeah. And it's one of those times that kind of gets you out of your routine. Mm -hmm. You have uh, a lot of traveling for the holidays. You're not in your normal schedule. If you have kids, the kids are home from school. If you uh, have family that's far away, you're going to be traveling to see them. Traveling to see family obviously can bring its own challenges Mm -hmm. like we kind of talked about last week. And uh, we won't get too much into that since we discussed that. If you didn't hear that, you can go back to episode 11 of Real Talk to hear our conversation on hanging out with your family during the holidays. But clearly that can cause some stress and some anxiety and some difficult moments. There are lots of other reasons as well. I think uh, just cold weather outside, kind of Mm. dark, dreary days can be a part of it uh, during the wintertime. So we wanted to kind of tackle this because we know that uh, when it comes to the holidays, there's kind of this stereotype that it's the most wonderful time of the year, (laughs) right? As the song says. And uh, in many ways, that can be true. There's a lot to like about Christmas and the holidays. And so we're not trying to be completely just downers on Christmas. But we're also (laughs) trying to acknowledge that this is just a reality that a lot of people are dealing with during the holidays, right? Yeah, I feel like I have talked to so many friends in the last week alone where I've come to them and said, hey, I'm really struggling with this. And they've been like, me too. And and it's just been a universal thing, I feel like, with people I'm talking to lately. And they've all said, the holidays are just hard. This Mm -hmm. time of year is hard. And I just think that's important to talk about it so that we all don't feel stuck in our little bubble of why is everyone else singing Christmas carols and happy and I'm not Yeah, because that's not true. It's almost this big open secret that it's hard for everyone, but we're all just singing Rudolph as loud as we can. Right. Yes. (laughs) To try not to feel bad. The happy holiday face. Yeah. And just kind of struggle through it instead of maybe opening up about it with other people. Right. Yes. So one of the big things I think that can be a contributing factor here is literally just the weather. 
yeah outside and the time of year and when the sun rises and the sun sets yes. right i mean because one of the things that messes with me a lot during the winter is the fact that i go home at night in the dark yes after yes. work the sun is already set and i'm going home in the dark or the fact that it's cold outside it actually can really mess with you in a physically like tangible way oh uh, yeah and there's actually a name for this it's called seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. which i think is hilarious in a way that the acronym for <laughs> that is sad. is sad sad <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. It's also <laughs> called winter depression, winter blues, seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a real thing. I am not an expert on clinical psychology or anything like that, mm-hmm. but did do a little bit of reading up on this. And, and it's absolutely a real thing that there's been lots of studies done on that millions of people affected by this every year. And one of the ways that you can tell how this is impacting people is SADS prevalence I read in the U.S. ranges from a low point in Florida of Mm. 1.4% where it's warm and sunny to Alaska where up to 10% of the population they believe experiences this on an annual basis. Obviously in Alaska, you have much shorter days, much colder weather, all of that. They have long seasons of darkness. They're not just, they don't just have like, oh, our days are shorter. They have like whole months where it's just dark, right? Once you get far enough north, yes. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal, especially in places like that. But really, I think anywhere, Anywhere. uh, you can obviously still experience this to some degree. Yeah. When you start to feel sad and you don't know why, I feel like that's one of the toughest things to work through because you don't have a good understanding in your head of why you're feeling the way that you are. Exactly. And I think when you do that, at least for me, I tend to respond to my depression in ways that are not healthy and only Mm -hmm. usually compound the way that I'm feeling. So I maybe start sleeping too much or I have little energy. And so I don't get out a lot. I don't do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I tend to stay home and be kind of a hermit because those are the things that I want to do when I feel depressed because that's kind of what I like, but they don't typically help with the way that I'm feeling. If anything, they tend to exacerbate the way that I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm someone who wakes up a little early. So to wake up and it's still dark, I don't feel like that's an accomplishment. I'm like, crap, where's that beautiful sunrise? (laughs) I'm like yelling at the sky, like, come on, let's go. It's too early. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've noticed that just the colder it gets, I like cold weather. Yeah. But physically, the harder it is for me to stay warm. And I'm just like frustrated all the time about that. And then like (laughs) your body is actually physically tense. Yeah. Your body's trying to keep you warm. And so you become tense and then that affects your mental and emotional state as well even if you don't realize it because we're like whole beings right we're physical and mental and emotional and so all of these things impacting us I was actually talking to a friend yesterday too she and I have been talking about this because we struggle with kind of a low-level depression a lot of the time but we've both realized you know I think because we have that baseline this time of year is like an extra bonus hard for us because we already are at this baseline and then that just kicks it up a notch she's been researching some of this and she's like there's evidence that it affects the way that you absorb vitamins and the way that your body like processes things Hmm. and all kinds of crazy things so I think it affects us way more than we realize so it's just really good to recognize that and be able to talk about it and ask your doctor for help she and I both talked to our doctors this week about hey how can we combat this a little bit how can we come out this yeah one of the interesting things that i was reading about is that there actually is light therapy yes there for is this which yes. no I, I hadn't really even heard of there's but like yeah. a special light you can buy 
Yeah, yeah I don't know that much about it, but uh, it just seemed interesting to me that yeah. like, they really think that the core problem related, at least related to seasonal affective disorder, mm-hmm. is related to light it and is. like the lack of sunlight that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And so light therapy is actually one of the ways that they combat this because they say, especially in like those Arctic regions where it's yes. dark a lot and stuff, it really messes with your circadian rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the primary causes for, for all of this. Yes. And so I wanted to start with this one because I think it's one of those things where it would kind of be easy to overlook that or yeah, kind of yeah. say like, well, yeah, okay, it's winter. Like and you to kind dismiss of, it. Yeah, you kind yeah. of dismiss it. But no, it's a, it's a real thing that really affects people. It is. And there may be a lot of other things going on during the holidays or right. during the winter months that you feel the effects of more directly, perhaps. Yeah. But it's also, I think, helpful to know that this could be a contributing factor that could be just one of those kind of underlying things that kind of, like you said, Kara, just adds kind of an extra layer of of hardship to this time of year that's going to compound all of the other things that you may be dealing with during the holidays. I think it's just good to be aware of to be kind to yourself to remember because what I tend to do when I start to feel that is what's wrong with you? Why are you feeling this way? Yeah. Like get a grip, yeah. get it together and just to have some self-compassion and go, this is a genuinely hard thing right. and I'm doing the best that I can and I'm going to ask for help if I need it. But also like, right. This is hard for everyone. One of the things that I read they were saying is one of the best ways to combat this seasonal affective disorder that everybody can do mm-hmm. is exercise. Yep. And that definitely is harder in the winter. It's hard, but it made sense to me because again, I feel like during the winter months, I want to turn into a bear and go into a cave and hibernate, but that just does not solve the problem. Getting out, doing physical activity, especially if you can do it outside. That's one of the best ways to combat this is uh, regular physical exercise in the daylight. So if you're feeling kind of those winter blues, that may be a a great place Mm -hmm. to start. So one of the things that is hard for me during the holiday season is being single. And let me just say this. When I talk about this, I sometimes feel like I'm whining a little bit because I know that there's lots of people who have like three different family get togethers to go to. And they're thinking, you know, oh, I'd love to be single during the holidays. That sounds nice. I just sit at home and watch Netflix. And, you know, there is a degree of that that's like, well, yes, I have a little more freedom to do some of that. But there is another layer of struggle, I think, that comes with the holidays being single. And if I'm honest, a layer of grief that comes with it. Mm. So not only acknowledging, okay, everyone's making their plans with not only their extended family, but their nuclear family. Most of my friends are married with children or married and just have their own, they have their own nuclear family gathering Mm -hmm. and their own traditions. They've already started building and making in their lives. And sometimes it's just, it brings your singleness into more sharp focus. I think this reality that everybody around you kind of is building this life and building these traditions and you're not. And I mean, not that I'm not building traditions, but they don't look the same as everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of a spotlight (laughs) almost. And then something I've been struggling with the last few years. So I started dating someone around the holidays a few years ago, and it was a pretty serious relationship. The only one I've ever really been in and then broke up with them, not during Christmas, during a different season. But I find every year during Christmas, the specific memories that I built with that person during that time are just everywhere. And everything that I do is very much colored by that grief. And I, Honestly, I get really frustrated with myself because it's been like three years. (laughs) And so I was at the gym the other night and I was finishing my workout and a song came on 
I don't even remember what song it was, but it reminded me of this person and this time of year. And immediately I was like back in that moment and back there. And then I was yeah. angry with myself and frustrated because I was like three years like, <laughs> and yeah. you've been in therapy. You should be over this by now. Knock it off. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. And, but the Google photos thing is still coming up in yes, your mind. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like my brain's version of Google photos never stops. Like yeah. it just keeps bringing them back up. Hey, remember this? Remember this? That was a really good time. Remember when you went and looked at Christmas lights? That was cool. Remember when he gave you this Christmas present? That was fun. Remember this really cool thing that happened? That's a constant yeah. thing. And it's just like, how do I shut this off? And the reality is you don't necessarily. Right. I mean, there are things you can do to, yes, distract yourself, but that's not always healthy either. So I'm, I'm learning that you can be happy and sad at the same time. You can be like, I'm really grateful for where I yeah. am right now in life and my friends and I'm really enjoying this season. And also I'm really sad because there's this loss in my life. Yeah. And, and I think that applies to so many different people. There's so many kinds of loss, right? There's Absolutely. death, there's breakups, there's all these different kinds of loss. All of those are just magnified majorly yeah. during the holidays. I want to sit on that point for just a second of you can be happy and sad at the same mm -hmm. time. I yeah. feel like that's such a simple idea, but such a powerful yeah. idea yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Because I feel like one of the things that happens to you when you get depressed is mm -hmm. it turns into this downward spiral of hopelessness where you go, I'm sad and that means I'm not happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being sad makes me feel sad. Yeah. And now I feel <laughs> even more sad than I was. And it just it kind of spirals downward. Yeah, and I yeah. think this idea of, no, I can grieve something. I can be sad about something and yet also not be in like a downward death spiral right. at the mm -hmm. same time mm -hmm. is the good thing to know because then yeah. all of a sudden you can kind of own that sadness a little bit as right. opposed to yeah, that sadness yeah. owning you. Right. Does as that make sense? Yeah. As opposed to thinking this is the end of the world that I'm sad and I need to fix it right now and right. make like, sure I, if like, I don't stop right. being sad, I'm right. in, I am in trouble. Yes. Right. I got to fix this. I got to stop being sad. Exactly. Instead Which, of saying no, being sad is maybe just a season that I'm in right now. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that I can't have some happy moments at the exactly. same time. That doesn't mean yeah. I can't continue to live mm -hmm. my life. I'm not going to let the sadness control me or overwhelm me. Yeah. It's just a part of who I am right now. It's right. such a beautiful thought because the way that it affects me is I'll hit a point where I'm really low and I'm feeling sad and then mm. my brain will search for reasons as to why. So it's like, well, why do I feel this way? Mm. What have I done to feel this way? And when I can't mm -hmm. answer that question, it's like, I feel What's guilty for looking me? for a way out. Yeah. So to say that you can feel happy and sad at the same time is so cool. Like that's honestly mm. really freeing to hear that. I was reading yesterday a blog to remind myself of this. The title of the blog is called Rejoice and Be Sad. Yeah. And I really love that. And it's by uh, Shannon Martin. And she says, I know that sadness is important and nobody wants to be wrestled from that before it has passed. But mm. she said, maybe we can just stop patting each other's heads and offering emotional lollipops as a reward for mm. smiling. When she said, maybe we'd rather worship a different way. We'd much rather lament some days and get to experience the distinct solace of being stowed away in the palm of God's hand. So I really Oof. love that picture yeah. and just the reminder that this is normal. And yeah. a lot of people are dealing with this and, and will be. And so you're not alone in that. So for singleness specifically, mm -hmm. is there something that for those of us who are not single, but have single friends? Yeah. What do our single friends need from us mm. during this time of year? That's yeah. Good, good question. I think that if there are natural ways to include them in things that you're already doing, maybe with your families, celebrations mm. you're already enjoying, um, 
I will actually say Anson's family has done this for me in the past at other holidays, really, and I've really appreciated it. I know one Easter I didn't go home and they invited me over for Easter dinner with some other people. And that was really encouraging. And that's happened to me with so many friends on so many different holidays, just being included and invited to be a part of their own celebration. And I know that that's not always doable and that's okay. You don't have to feel guilty if you can't do it. But I think just noticing and acknowledging, maybe even asking, how are you doing this season? How is that going? And listening if they have memories that are hard that they're working through, because I always feel guilty about still talking about those things. That's the hard thing for me is I just feel like I should be over this by now. But I think the other important thing is don't feel like you have to fix them. Mm. Just sit with them in it. Presence is the answer, I think, really, for most of us, because that's what they're missing, right? In their life is presence, that kind of constant, unconditional present person with them. That's a good reminder. I think it's something that is really hard, especially for certain types of people myself included who are fixer people yeah Yeah, everybody yeah a a lot of people uh, to some degree everybody wants to fix things to make things that are broken whole again Mm -hmm. to make things right and yet i think for a lot of people when they're struggling there is such a dramatic difference between someone coming up and saying how you doing i want to hear about you i want to be with you is a lot different than saying like What's wrong? How can we fix yeah. it yeah. so that we can move on? It's kind of almost yes. what that implies. Yeah, yeah it like, almost implies like you're getting in the way right. of my celebration and my holiday. So how can yeah. we fix you so that you, right. then you can stop getting fine. in the way? Yeah. Right. And then we can move on. <laughs> yes. As opposed to saying, well, instead of moving on, maybe maybe I'll live here with mm. you in this for a while. That's so good. And I think that's a really important step to take. So if you, if you have someone, yeah, in your life that mm-hmm. whether it's singleness or something else and you notice that you just you have a friend that's struggling during this mm-hmm. time of year, I think that's 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 a really powerful place to start yeah. is yeah. to ask them how they're doing. And instead of saying like, all right, let's get this solved. Just acknowledge the pain or the yeah. hurt or the struggle and say, I'm going to be there with you. Yeah. One really powerful example that I have of that just to add quickly is I listen to a podcast. Fun Therapy is the name of the podcast. And it's episode eight with Annie Downs, who is an author who is single and she's like in her late 30s. And I listened to this a couple of weeks ago while I was cleaning. And literally the thought in my head was, this is what I want for Christmas. I want everybody who knows me and loves me to listen to this episode so that they can understand me. I have this deep desire to be understood. It was such a raw, vulnerable, beautiful episode. And it's basically just like listening into a therapy session with her. Mm. This guy, they just talk through like, what is this like for you? What are the challenges and where are you at right now in life? And they don't solve anything. It's what you're talking about. It's a very tangible example of this is what it looks like to be present with someone Mm. in the midst of this struggle. And it's just beautiful and it will... Well, I don't know if it'll make you cry. It made me cry a whole lot. And it's an amazing thing. So if you have somebody that's in your life that's single and you're like, I'd really like to understand them better or like to encourage them. I mean, you could listen to it yourself and maybe send it to them, too, if you feel like that would be helpful. But it's called Fun Therapy, Episode 8 with Annie F. Downs. What really stood out to me is what you were just talking about, Kara, is that we put so much weight on memories and making memories with people Mm -hmm. around this time of the year that sometimes when those people are no longer with us in mm. any capacity, yeah, a big monkey wrench flies in and you're oh, going, yeah. okay, what do we do now? This year we lost three family members and it was crazy and wild. And now we're approaching the first holiday mm. season where we don't know 
what we're going to do now. So that leaves everyone scrambling because now the tradition is gone. So we're having group chats and we're having conference calls and we're having, okay, whose house are we going to this weekend? And my December, my calendar looks like a Christmas tree with all these little (laughs) specks on it, which I am grateful for. Like, don't interpret this as me saying I would rather be in my cave. There are some days where I would, but (laughs) this is like, okay, how do I give all of my attention and all of myself, like my presence Mm -hmm. when I have things pulling at me in every direction? Right. How am I mindful when I go to coffee with my brother? Yeah. How do I put my phone down and not try to organize stuff? It's been Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been hard to do that. I think that's one of the core struggles for so many people during the holiday season is busyness. And, you know, there's these... Christmas carols or these beautiful metaphors of like, you know, the silent night or the Mm. snow falling outside softly and quietly and being still and and enjoying quietness and peace on earth, you know, for all men and all of these things. When that is so the antithesis of what the holidays look like for the average person today, we crave that peace and quiet and Mm -hmm. stillness Mm. and rest And yet for so many people, that's not what they experience at all. If anything, the holidays are crazy and rushed Mm -hmm. and Black Friday shopping and pandemonium and all of these get togethers throughout the entire month. Yeah, I think a lot of people would would relate to that struggle. And I think that furthermore, like you try to give every moment you can to make sure that you're creating those memories. And again, Mm. you're just putting all of this we need to do stuff all the time. That way we can look back and enjoy doing this stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Really like what I'm trying to do is to find a way to be present. Like I'm all about intentionality right now and trying yeah. to be present with someone, not trying to find out a memory we can create, but just sitting there with them. Yes. Saying, hey, it's December 12th. We're sitting on my couch right now watching this movie. This yes. is cool. Like not trying to plan having 30 people over, but one at a time. Like right. that's the only mm. way I can tackle this. Well, I think about traditions or memories that I enjoy from when I was younger with my family. Mm. And I've had this conversation with my wife before about this idea of kind of like Kara was talking about earlier, creating traditions for your family yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all of these things. Sometimes we feel this pressure, pressure. to to manufacture those things. Yeah. I have all these wonderful memories of of childhood at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure my children have those yeah. memories and I want to create new memories. And so I need to figure out the perfect way to manufacture all those things mm-hmm. so that I'll have all those memories. And yet when I think back on the things that I love the most about being a kid, so often they were these spontaneous things yeah. or these weird things that happened yeah. that weren't planned or that those are the things that I, I really love and cherish yes. and, and think about a lot. Yes. And so mm. we kind of are caught in this place of like wanting to recreate those memories but those Mm. things aren't necessarily things that you can just create out of thin air. That's what leads to, at least in my experience and with my family, a lot of our discord and disagreements in the family Mm. during the holidays is people come into a holiday gathering with all of these expectations Mm. of like, I want memories. I want it to turn out this way. I want to have Christmas morning be perfect like this Mm, or whatever. And then when those things kind of fall apart or don't come together, at least in the exact way that we were envisioning, that can be a real letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I feel like for moms, this is a really, really hard thing. It's a lot of pressure for them. Yeah. Yeah, For moms, I think they feel like they are the ultimate arbiter of making sure that this happens. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like I'm the gatekeeper of the tradition. Like I must make sure that the traditions are upheld. Yes. And that everyone goes away feeling fulfilled and happy Which and is, they're going to have lovely memories. It's an impossible standard. Yeah. 
And like, it just doesn't always work out that way. Right. Yeah. Like you can do your best, but you are not responsible for everybody else's experience well, of Christmas. And you're comparing your efforts with your best memories. So right. have right. fun doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, well, that's the problem with all this, right? It's like, yeah. yeah, we have these rose colored glasses of everything yes. from years ago. Yeah. Like, especially if they're childhood memories. Oh, right. Yes. Because as a kid, there was discord and all of that stuff but going you don't on in remember the family. That. But for the most part, unless yeah. it was really dramatic, yeah. you know, some kids may have those memories. But at least yeah. like for me, I don't remember all those things because I wasn't that's, paying any attention to that. Exactly. I was just playing with my cousins that's having perfectly. a good time. <laughs> no, right? I'm having I'm then, having the realization right now. Anson, this is like my first official year at the big person table. So like <laughs> oh, maybe I'm yeah. getting I'm getting a window now to everything that adults mm. have been doing. Yes. And now I'm no longer a college student where I'm distracted with my own stuff. I'm oh. like, oh, we're now doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I You're hear like, you, man. This is what the holidays feel like. Yeah, Adult no Christmas looks very different than child Christmas. Because child Christmas, you show up to the event, <laughs> you play with all your cousins, you get mm. buried under an avalanche of presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you maybe whine for a few minutes that you don't have another avalanche of presents. <laughs> then you go back to playing with your cousins. Right. Yeah. And like that's yes, yes. that's how Christmas went for me as a child anyway. Yes. Like and then as an adult, all of a sudden you're responsible yeah, like, for making this extraordinary experience. All right, for I have to recreate that for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't realize is it's actually pretty easy. I just got to show up and let them play with their cousins yeah. and they're good. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think that I have to manufacture all this right. and arrange it all the right way to make right. it all perfect. Yeah. And yeah. for adults, we feel like we have to do that for ourselves. And it's just, yeah, it's yeah. an impossible task. You can't compete with yeah. those childhood memories. Yeah. yeah. I love this idea of what you said, Isaac. And I'm actually rereading a book called Present Over Perfect right now because it's perfect timing. I think so many of those memories arise because of presence. You can't make them happen. They happen because someone was present and thought, hey, we should do this while we're sitting around. And, right. and it happens and it's spontaneous and it's beautiful. And how do we make the good memories? We stay present. We show mm. up and see what happens when we're present. And, and I think that could be not the answer, but a answer to of all of the things that we've been talking about today. Yeah. Whether it's the seasonal disorder stuff, whether it's singleness, whether it's feeling mm. overwhelmed and busy, whether you're having struggles with your family, yeah. uh, trying to meet everyone's expectations, all of these things. Mm. I think a great place to start is being with people that you love, really being with them, right. not right. just going to see them or visit them or whatever. Whatever, right. But spending time with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you were talking about Kara with singleness of like sometimes you just need someone to be with you where you are. Right. And I think that's the starting point mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of this during the holidays. That's ultimately, I think, what we're all craving. Yeah. The way through all of those things is making new memories, but not in a pressure filled kind of way right. where we have to yes. manufacture those things. But in a way where we say like. I just need to go sit with somebody that I love and spend time with that person. Exactly. And that's going to be one of the most healing things I think that you can do. All right, it's time for On Repeat this week. And again, kind of doing a special Christmas edition of On Repeat. Mm. Mine is That Was the Worst Christmas Ever <laughs> by Sufjan Stevens. Wow. Wow. 
So I don't know if you guys have listened to much Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, um, I listened to some of his stuff. Okay. I listened to him a lot about 10 years ago, back when I was in college. Yes. And he was one of my favorite artists back then. And he released a, a Christmas album back then. And one of the songs on it was That Was the Worst Christmas Ever. <laughs> and it's not necessarily a title that you would, I guess, run to and be like, oh, this is one of my favorite yeah. happy memory Christmas songs. Warm fuzzies. But there's not a lot of lyrics in the song overall. So I figured I would actually just read it to you real quick <laughs> yes. so to give you the context of it. So the words to the song, going outside, shoveling snow in the driveway, taking our shoes, riding a sled down the hillside. Can you say what you want? Can you say what you want to be? Our father yells, throwing gifts in the wood stove. My sister runs away, taking her books to the schoolyard. In time, the snow will rise. In time, the Lord will rise. Silent night, holy night, silent night, nothing feels right. That's the entire song. Wow. Part of the reason that I like this song and relate to this song has to do with exactly what we were all just talking about, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is sometimes Christmas isn't perfect. It's mm-hmm. not the picture perfect postcard that we imagine yeah. that it's going to be. I was talking mm-hmm. about my experience as a kid was I showed up and played with my cousins and everything was great and, yeah. and wonderful. That's not everybody's experience. Exactly. And he's yeah. talking about this memory of his mom and dad getting into an argument. His dad mm-hmm. is yelling. His parents end up throwing gifts on the fire because that's Jeez. how upset they are with each other. He goes outside and thinks to himself, this isn't what Christmas is supposed to be. Yeah. This is not what Christmas is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And yet he does include that line that says, in time, the snow will rise. In time, the Lord will rise. And I think that's the glimmer of hope in an otherwise yeah. worst Christmas ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus has still come. And in time, Jesus is going to rise. That's what we need to redeem everything, yeah. including mm-hmm. Christmas. My unrepeat this week is I Saw Three Ships by Lindsey Sterling. Actually, it's the whole Lindsey Sterling Christmas album, if I'm honest, because I'm really enjoying it. It's like this beautiful combination of orchestral, electronic pop Christmas music. I grew up with Mannheim Steamroller, yep. so that is like Christmas nostalgia for me. So it feels like a modern Mannheim almost mm-hmm. a little bit, but then there's like these fun little pop elements in it. But specifically today, I've listened to at least three times I saw Three Ships from Lindsey Sterling because it's like it's a super fun, upbeat Christmas song. It's got the combination of Mannheim Steamroller feel over here, but then all of a sudden it breaks into God Rest You Merry Gentlemen medley over here. And then there's like this section that sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean or something cool. <laughs> and it's like really fun. Pirate and, Christmas. Yeah. And then we're like back to I Saw Three Ships and it's very upbeat and fun and it's very like motivational. I, I work really well when I'm listening to Lindsey Sterling's Christmas album. So nice. that is my on repeat this week. I'm really enjoying it. My on repeat this week is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the Sam Smith version. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. That's right. Take that velvety voice and just <laughs> run with it, Sam. No, for real. Um, <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> this is one of those Christmas classics that doesn't get old to me. I kind of find myself humming it mm. from like late November all the way through January. Yes. I'm being honest into February sometimes. <laughs> and it's one of those songs, like I said, all of the craziness going on, the hustle and bustle mm. of December. Sometimes humming Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas to me is like a way to chill out for a second. Chill out. <laughs> yes. like, take, take three minutes. 
listen to Sam Smith and just like go back to the craziness. Like that's kind of yes. like my on the bench time is just to sit, listen to that song and relax. That is it for episode 12 of Real Talk. It's also it for season one of Real Talk. So we are going to be taking a little bit of a break for the rest of the month of December so that Isaac can get some rest and uh, not feel overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But yeah, we're going to be taking uh, the rest of the month off for December. Also probably a little bit of early January and we will see you again in early 2018 for season two. Yay. Are you going to say it? Oh, I'm going to. I'm I'm sorry. I'm building up the I was just, I was, okay, I'm feeling it. There's like, come on. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for it. (laughs) That's a wrap. See you in the future. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast from Real FM. Wake up with Isaac from 7 to 10 a.m. and catch Real Talk with Anton and Kara from 4 to 7 p.m. Live every weekday on Real FM radio. It's like you're always stuck in second The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown University, KLRC Radio, or Real FM.